Learning Objective 5. We're going to apply the conversion strategy and again describe its limitations. We note that the tax law does not treat all types of income or deductions the same way. And it's this understanding that forms the basis for the conversion strategy, that is, recasting income and expenses to receive the most favorable tax treatment. To implement the conversion strategy, one must be aware of the underlying differences in tax treatment across various income classes, expenses, and activities. And most importantly, the taxpayer must have some ability to alter the nature of the income or expense to receive that more advantageous tax treatment. Common examples of this conversion strategy include investment planning to invest in assets that are generating preferentially taxed income, compensation planning to restructure employee compensation from currently taxable compensation to non-taxable or tax-deferred forms of compensation, and thirdly, corporate distribution planning to structure corporate distributions to receive the most advantageous tax treatment. The code contains specific provisions that prevent the taxpayer from changing the nature of expenses, income, or activities to a more tax-advantaged status. Let's tie together this learning objective with problem 53. And problem 53 is illustrating the non-tax factors needing consideration in effective tax planning. In question 53, we have a taxpayer who holds 1,000 shares of stock that's been purchased 11 months ago. The stock's done well, and it's appreciated $20 per share. We have the issue of whether it's going to be worth it to incur the tax now at higher ordinary income rates, or does it make more sense to defer at least another month so that when the stock is sold, there'll be gains preferentially taxed as capital gains. Now, the two big issues here are entirely non-tax related. The first is, does our taxpayer wish to be exposed to market risk? Because we know that the stock value will fluctuate. It never remains constant. So it's not a guarantee that that value of $20 per share can be maintained. It may well decline. It may well increase as well, but with any financial asset, we just don't know how the markets will value it from time to time. So the first is market risk. And then the second is the needs of the taxpayer for immediate cash flow. Can the taxpayer, in fact, wait for those sales proceeds for an amount of time sufficient to receive capital gains treatment? If a taxpayer is in immediate need of the money, no matter how much the tax savings are, the sale needs to occur now. But if the sale does occur now, we have to keep in mind that it will be at a higher rate and our taxpayer will have less spendable cash. This concludes Learning Objective 5.